the main event of these monthly specials, and we're going to be doing this over the next few months, is we're going to be talking about serial killers. And what I mean by that is one in particular, and that is Dexter. Thank you, Andy. So as we've mentioned, the monthly shows are going to be different to our weekly um, shows. And the monthly shows, as Andy mentioned, we're going to focus on a different season of Dexter. So we're going to rewatch the show in order, and then we're going to discuss, scrutinise episodes. We're going to look at the characters and some observations while we've rewatching Dexter for the, I would say, probably the first, second time. Because we've, we've watched it all once before, but I've not watched Dexter since it was first aired years ago. So grab your blood splatter kits, sharpen your knives. We are going into season one and exploring the sinister side of TV's most notorious serial killer. So Andy, do you want to just start episode one? Indeed. So we're going to go episode by episode for the most part. We may wander here and there, but uh, we're not going to go into great detail about each episode. But there's a few things that I've called out as notes. So Jay, jump in at any point if you want to add to anything or challenge anything. But... Um, my note on episode one was basically this was this was setting the scene. This was introducing all the main characters. So who is Dexter? What is he all about? Who are the main characters in in the periphery, um, as it were? And um, I thought this was a really really good cool, good way of getting to know Dexter and what what kind of motivates him. And one of the things that really motivates him or kind of defines him is the code of Harry. And that's going to be a, a talking point throughout the entire run because um, he is a serial killer, but he has a code. He won't just kill for the sake of killing. There's got to be a reason. And this is where we first see this sort of introduced, isn't it, in terms of how how the code is explained. Yeah, it's. I think it's clever. It, it's clever how they, they do this, Andy, because I'm just going to jump to one of my comments because... You talk about the code of Harry, and there, there's got to be a reason why Dexter follows that. You know what? What is that reason um, that Harry's kind of passed on this this knowledge, this code? And I think jumping to my comment here, Andy, is I think the writers were really clever about how they introduced Dexter to this, because I think in terms of how he picks his victims as well. He's very meticulous about he has to follow Harry's code that you just mentioned. And I think the thing that was really clever was in this episode, we see Dexter kill a paedophile and a rapist slash murderer. So straight away, you get in the audience to side with Dexter and follow the code of Harry. Exactly right. He is a good guy. He just happens to kill which uh, is the normal motive of a, a bad guy. But um, I mentioned the introduction of the, the various characters, which we will talk about. But one of the, the characters that sticks in my mind, and as soon as he appeared on screen, it just made me smile, and that's Sergeant Dokes. The interaction between Dexter and Dokes throughout the season is just hilarious to me. <laughs> I have a different view of Dokes. I do not like Dokes at all. You know, um, I would have loved to see a a prequel to this because I'm assuming the the relationship has always been like that. I know Dokes kind of alludes to it over the next few episodes. He does. He thinks Dexter's weird, isn't he? And I don't think there's anything that kind of 
made him think that what you know what is it just his general um how he he behaves dexter in terms of dokes just takes a dislike straight away i don't think there was like a trigger point was there that's you know from that point no. it's, i know what you mean it's not there's nothing that starts dokes thinking that way he just always thinks that way so from the first interaction you just know that dokes does not like dexter <laughs> and he thinks he's weird and uh he creeps him out yeah no don't yeah, I don't like him. I don't know why you like him, Andy. He's 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 well built, isn't he? He's um is he an ex SEAL or Marine, I think he mentions. I think it yeah, he's certainly ex military, isn't he? And he's got yeah. that look about him. <laughs> but uh yeah, I remember, I remember the, the interaction. It just I just find it quite uh, amusing. Now, I'll let you get into some of the the nuances in terms of the story of, of what's happening in episode one, but there's just a couple of things that I, I wanted to call out that I noticed. One was about um, LaGuetta, Lieutenant LaGuetta, Maria. She's very flirty, isn't she, with Dexter? I think she really takes a shine to her, and I don't remember that from first time round. So, as you mentioned, this is our first time watching it since it aired originally, so this is going back, what, must be 15 years now at least. And uh, I don't remember that that flirty nature of maria towards dexter but it was very prevalent from the offset yeah i i didn't recall it was that full-on but it does now you're saying that andy i do wonder uh, does it ever mention whether she's had any relationships with anyone else is dexter just the one that she's got her eye on or has she had other kind of relationships because i don't recall I don't think so at this stage. I think it is alluded to that her and Dokes have worked together in the past. Um, I think that maybe they were partners in the professional sense, as in they were, you know, de- detectives that worked together. I don't. I didn't get the feeling that there was anything romantic there, so it could be off base. But no, it just seems she just seems to be uh, quite uh, smitten by uh, by Mister Morgan. Yeah, so she has a very contrasting opinion of Dexter compared to Dokesen. Flip side of the coin there, both of them, isn't it? Exactly. Extremes. I guess she can't see Dexter for what he really is. But uh, Dexter's obviously not taking the bait because he's already got a girlfriend. Um, We're introduced to Rita in this episode. It's a very, very complicated relationship. So as, as Dexter is introduced, you get, you know, he's not normal, clearly. Um, but he's got to appear normal. And one of the ways of doing that is having a relationship. Um, because normal people have boyfriends and girlfriends, I guess. So he's got this girlfriend, Rita. Um, but she's quite troubled as well. So it's a it's a very complicated relationship, to say the least, isn't it? It is complicated. And it... He met Dexter mentions, doesn't he? I don't know if it's this episode or when things are going a bit pear shaped with Rita. He mentions previous girlfriends, doesn't he? Um, relationships, and he says like it kind of gets to this point and then it kind of fizzles out. And then so he, he's had relationships where he's kind of played this game in terms of you know that perception of he's normal air quotes. I think. Is, I don't know if it's explicitly said if it's this episode or if it's later on, but basically it's when it gets to the point of having sex, that's when his girlfriends realise that he's not quite right. And when, when that was first sort of said, I was like, well, how is he a, is he a bit of a freak in the bedrooms? Like, why why would they think that? Or uh, I guess it's just they, they see something in him from that point onwards, so 
he doesn't let it get to that point so that they can't see the real him. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't think he brings out his clean film or anything like that, or kind of cosplay. But, yeah, like you said, Andy, I'm just going to pick out a couple of things. So this happens pretty much at the end, if I'm not mistaken. So Dexter is following a truck um, that he suspects to be the truck killer. So um, they've got this lead. And a, a victim's head is thrown at Dexter's front windscreen. So he was on to the real ice truck killer. So that is, um, I would say a coincidence, but obviously later on in the season, we, we find out who the ice truck killer is. Well, at this point in time, we don't know who who he or she is. And it ends with Dexter finding a doll in his fridge that the ice truck killer has left um a little present for Dexter and if it was me Andy I'd be quite freaked out about that but Dexter is quite um, I don't want to say smitten but he, he's quite happy isn't he to have like this playmate yeah the game is on isn't it and uh, I think he he realises that maybe there's somebody else out there that's a bit like him and they know he, they know about Dexter but Dexter is hunting him so it, it adds another dynamic to things for sure and i guess which would be worse finding that doll in your freezer or finding the penguin in your freezer <laughs> i think it's easier to sort out the doll than the penguin and i was surprised Andy, that we were introduced in terms of what well, i was i was surprised that the doll was ha- happened in the first episode I thought there was a bit more lead up because I remembered the the wind, you know, the the head being thrown at the windscreen. I remembered that, but I didn't realise it happened in the first episode. I thought that was a bit later on, but it's straight away, you know, he's killed. Uh, so he's he's got two kills in this episode, and then he's had a a run in with the ice truck killer. All in episode one. Yeah, so fantastic way to start the series I thought a really really good episode so moving on to episode 2 Andy what's your thoughts on this one so the first thing I noted was that introduction so in in episode 1 we didn't get the, the normal introduction that we're, we're now used to but uh, the introduction where he's basically doing everyday tasks isn't he you know he's he's cutting up some bacon he's, he's making coffee he's slicing an orange you know or when when you list the kind of things that happen, it sounds really, really mundane and boring, doesn't it? But the way it's shot, with the music and how everything is somewhat linked to like crime or murder or you know, it, it just everything about it is really, really cool. And I think it's it's arguably one of the best TV introductions of any show ever. Um, but it's episode two when we first saw it. I didn't realize we didn't have it for episode one, so it was good to see that back. Um, yeah, that was kind of my main takeaway. Now, and a couple of other points that I've I've put down is so the ice truck killer is the the theme of the series, but within each episode, there's certain mini stories, I guess, as they were. And one of the things that happens in this is around a drunk driver um, who looked very familiar to me, and then I remembered it was Sam from True Blood, which is another excellent TV show as well. But I have to say. I did not take many notes for episode two because I was just hooked. I was so engrossed that I forgot that we were recording a podcast and I needed to take notes to talk about it. So um, I'm going to let you do the, the heavy lifting on this because I didn't really take any other notes. 
Andy, I, I didn't take money in this episode. I I reckon that what well, sorry the drink driver slash killer. I recognised him, but couldn't figure out where he was from. He, he had a familiar face, but I didn't realise he was in True Blood. But True Blood is one of those TV programs that I watched the first couple seasons, and I kind of dipped out. So yeah, I don't he's know the, how it ended. the owner of the bar. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah when you yeah. when you put down, the, uh, is, a, is he a shapeshifter? I believe he is. Yes, from memory. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of episode two, uh, the the pertinent points would be the police find the ice truck killer truck that he used. Um, Deb gets a. I don't know if it's a promotion or just moved into the department. Was it a promotion, Andy? Was it, or was she just moved? Because she wanted to get out of Vice, didn't she? But I don't recall if it was an actual promotion. I don't think it's a promotion as such. I think it's a lateral move, but I guess homicide's where it's at. That's where the rock stars work, isn't it? Yeah, yes. And Deb is a character that I dislike. I just don't like her at all. Um, Sam from True Blood is Matt Chambers, we find out. Or actually, we found out that is his alias that he's using. And from memory, when Dexter's flicking through his research, I think I recall that he tends to use the same name each time. So I think we can be confident that his first name is Matt, but then he changes his surname. And in terms of Dexter kills, it's just the one in this season. But yeah, my notes were quite um, thin, Andy, on this one. Yeah, it was just really engrossing, a really, really good episode. Let's move on to episode three, then. And um, at this point, my wife made me skip the intro. She's freaked out by it. Um, so, And I remember this from first time round as well. She didn't like the intro, so we always had to either skip through it or we had to, you know, she had to look away. Um, and what she said this time is, it makes her want to be a vegetarian, which uh, I thought was quite a funny thing. Yeah, I, I must admit, Andy, I skipped the intro as well. It is an intro I skip. Some TV programs I will watch all the time, but this is not one of them. Oh, I, I think it's just fantastic. Um, so I, I would prefer to watch it to set the tone. So it's, uh, it's it's foreplay, is what it is. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we, we've had an hour of it in this episode, haven't we? Indeed, yes. We were We were really teasing you. Um so so this this episode uh focuses on a young kid and I think you've made some notes about uh Jeremy about this, but I'm I made some of the notes about just th- some things that happen along the way. So Rita has her car taken away from her. Now the you know, we're we're not gonna go massively into detail about every character and every storyline and all that kind of stuff. It's definitely one you should watch. So the highlights are she's got a an ex boyfriend who's a loser basically, and I think he was a junkie. And one of his junkie mates is owed money, so he's come to collect. So he takes the car. And my note was, Dexter, do something. Like we know, we know who you are. We know you're a serial killer. You make bad people disappear. But uh, it just kind of like lets it happen. I thought that was a bit disappointing. He was, yeah, I think he was struggling with what he should do and what he might want to do because doesn't Rita say something or I can't remember if it does 
because the the bloke that comes kind of antagonizes him a little bit as well but dexter doesn't do anything yeah i think i think that the kids in in the picture as well so i guess it makes it difficult but rita's quite she's quite scared she's a uh, she's a very timid submissive kind of person so yeah they just kind of let it happen um I'll just go over a couple of my other notes, which are not necessarily in any particular order, but um, just highlights that I picked out. So Masuka, who is is a quite amusing character, and as the the seasons progress, I think he just gets more and more disgusting in a, in a, in a good way. Uh, but he, he teaches about Butterface and the Bronco, which uh, both made me laugh out loud. <laughs> do, you, do you want to explain yeah. to the listeners what the Bronco is, Jay? <laughs> no. What did your wife think of um, those little comments? Uh, I think she finds it quite amusing, but uh, she's used to it with me because I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm a bit of a child myself, so she was probably uh, disgusted by it. But uh, no, I think she she finds it quite amusing. Um, she also doesn't like Deb. She's She doesn't find Deb interesting at all. I think she finds her quite annoying. But there was a quote that I found amusing between... Dexter and Deb. I can't remember why it came to this, but Deb's upset about something. Dexter says, want a hug? To which Deborah just replies, f*** off. <laughs> I, just, I, don't, I don't know why. I just I, I had to note that down because I thought that was quite amusing. And my, my last note, I believe, of this episode um, was there was a flashback. So there's throughout this flashbacks um, between Dexter and Harry, really, isn't it? Just to say, kind of, it's almost explaining of how he got to be how he is, and it's a continuation of the code thing and the, all the things that led to it. But we get a flashback to Dexter's very first kill, and um, I thought it was a really, really well done scene. Um, but also, he he didn't make it easy, did he? He was uh, still still refining his technique, shall we say? Yeah, and we will see, because it must be episodes after this where he, he does things like haunting, doesn't he, um, as well. But this is, like you said, his, his first kill. And the reason why it's a first kill is because we see how he is in hospital and he's slowly dying. But we, we actually find out that the nurse is slowly killing Harry as well. And as Andy mentioned, Jeremy um, is here as well. Dexter does target Jeremy. But at the end of the episode, because you're thinking Dex is going to kill Jeremy, but at the end of the episode, you find out that Jeremy actually killed his rapist. So Dexter warns Jeremy about killing again, and he lets him live. But this is not the last time we see Jeremy um, in season one. Yeah, this was, I thought, it was a very risky thing for Dexter to do. Yes, because he's exposed himself figuratively. Yeah. Yeah, not not literally. That was uh, <laughs> Jeremy's been through enough of that by the sounds of it. But yes, I was um, I was a little bit surprised with that. And we we have I think it's a voiceover. Um, Dexter says something about Harry lived for another year after being released from hospital. So the nurse was. Um, we don't know how many kills a nurse has done um, because that must be something she's. Um, not done, you know, not the first time, is it, Andy, that she would have done that? Because one of the things I was thinking about is, and I don't I don't want to jump to seasons ahead, Andy, but I don't know if you recall, when we're obviously going to track the kills in this season, but I don't think you explicitly find out, like, the kills before. 
the TV show started. I don't think there's ever a number, is there? There's not. He's got his little slide box, hasn't he? Yeah. Which, um, is that all the kills? Yeah, that's what I don't I'm, know. I'm not sure. And I'm and I'm jumping ahead a little bit here. Um, in fact, I'm jumping slightly into season two, but I think there's a there's something in season two where he doesn't kill for a period of time, for for reasons which we will explain. But um, and he's getting a bit tetchy, and it's you know it's, it's almost like a, an addict going cold turkey, sort of thing. But I'm sure that period of time is only like a matter of weeks, not <laughs> a massive long period of time. So. So for him to have this box of slides, which, I don't know, maybe has it got 30, 35, something like that? I don't know, you know, there's never a number said, but it looks like somewhere in the region of about 30, I would estimate. doesn't seem like a lot if he has the urge to kill on such a regular basis. So I'm not sure what the the true number is. No, I don't. And Andy, do you want to just confirm how many kills Dexter had in episode three? Yeah, so I guess technically it's zero because we don't have any new kills. We do see the flashback with the nurse, uh, but we're not counting that because it's uh, it's historic in the, in the past. Yes, so no no new kills in the episode. So jumping into episode four, Andy, what kind of comments do you have on this one? So episode four, um. I I didn't write the titles down of episodes, by the way, so if anyone's following along at home, it's just whatever the fourth one is called. But I made a little note in terms of what it's about, and it's about the neighbor's dog, uh, you know, as well as everything else that's going on. But uh, my very first note was to do with the ice truck killer. They think they've, um, they think they've closed in on him, and they think they've actually found him. But Maria's fucked up. It's Tucci's hand that they find. So he isn't the ice truck killer. And Maria's gone out to the press and said, this is who we believe the ice truck killer is. Um, There's security guard called Tucci. Now, Mrs. Tucci, his mother, is very forgiving of Maria, who obviously has, you know feels terrible about what's happened and goes to apologise. But she's very, very forgiving. Probably too aggri- too forgiving, I would say. Definitely. She, she took that... Well, because I think does the chief say something about or oh, hope he hope she doesn't sue us or I'm sure um, in America they're, they're quite quick to sue, aren't they, Andy? And I think it was more about damage limitation, but she, Mrs. Tucci, definitely um, took it better than most people. Yeah, there's definitely that lawsuit culture. I think. Um... Now, my next note is about the noisy neighbour's dog, or the no- dog's noisy... No, the neighbour's noisy dog, not the dog's noisy neighbour. Um, this was At this point, my wife threatened to boycott the rest of the show if anything bad happened to the dog. So um, this we could have been on to a non-starter. Um, <laughs> it's very, very early on in, in season one. Um, now, another one of the characters that's present throughout is uh, Angel Batista. Um, he's in a bit of a funk, isn't he? He's on the surface, he's um, he's in a good place, um, his, but his life is falling apart in secret. But I really enjoyed throughout the episode, he's talking about he's got an anniversary coming up and he keeps showing Dexter these gift ideas and Dexter just keeps shitting all over them. <laughs> and I just find that quite amusing because he couldn't, he just couldn't find it in himself to lie and say, oh yeah, that's a really nice gift. He was just like, 
yeah, that's crap or whatever. And it was like <laughs> <laughs> it was getting really, really quite upset about it. But I found it amusing. I like Batista as well. Um, I think he's a good character, and he, him and Masuka, are probably Dexter's best friends in the department. Yes, I would say so. Whether he considers them friends, I yes, guess, <laughs> yeah. but, I, but they are they're the closest to a, appearing like friends. Um, and my last note, and uh, if you've seen the episode and you remember it, you'll understand why I've said this. Rita makes a pretty good Lara Croft. Definitely, definitely. It's a, a very good scene, that one, Lara Croft. And we, in terms of the, the flashback, we've got Harry tells Dexter the, the importance of faking it to seem normal and to fit in. And that is because the, the Polaroid um, of the beach photo as well, and it's set up... Um, exactly the same by the ice truck killer so that is a another one that kind of gets Dexter wondering um, who this ice truck killer is um, Lara Croft um, Rita's dressed up as Lara Croft because it's Halloween time uh, it's quite apt because it's just gone past Halloween time when we recorded this episode and um, another one about Harry talking about the bullies and blending in again because we see Dexter at football practice participating in a little bit of bullying and how he talks about the the importance of kind of just merging in the background because people remember bullies. So he takes that under um, advisement as well. And um, my closing statement is Tucci, much to, the rel- much to the relief of Maria, is rescued. Yes, yeah, so they can get back on track with finding the real ice truck killer. Um, but again... In terms of the kill count, technically no new kills in this episode for Dexter, but uh, the series is rolling along quite nicely, and I'm I'm really, really enjoying it. But let's move on to episode five. Now, the the kind of the, the subplot of this behind the ice truck killer is it's a Cuban immigration type thing, isn't it, that's going on in the background. So there's, there's the kind of the, the here and now of, of the episode, as it were. My my first note was um, again related to a flashback, and it's that young Dexter can't read the hints or signals of women, so maybe he's normal after all. Yes, I like that comment, Andy. It made me chuckle when I saw your notes there, Andy. Yeah, I I don't. It's I think all these episodes. You know, we're obviously at um, episode five. So far, I don't think there's been any weak ones. I, I agree. I think it's they've all they've all advanced the story really well. They're all, there's all plenty of action and drama and suspense and tension. You get some uh, some TV series where they'll have a really good strong opening episode. They'll have a really good ending finale cliffhanger whatever you want but then the middle is just kind of filler to get you from a to b and it loses uh some of the impact walking dead would be an example for me particularly in later series i think you know you had really good opening episodes really good mid-season finale really good season finale and then everything else is just kind of like meandering all over the place this is really advancing things so every episode is a must watch up to this point and i think that's one of the benefits of shorter seasons andy Indeed, it's backing up your claim from earlier. So, uh, yeah, point to you. Um, there's another scene that I thought was very, very cringy, and this is with Dexter and Rita watching a movie. Um, 
it's just really awkward, isn't it? It's oh, it's difficult to difficult to watch. It is very it is very cringy. This one, very very cringy. Yeah. Now, um, well, a note I made here, and I guess you're going to cover this a little bit later on, is uh, plans change, and we've got two for one. So um, you know, Dexter's got to adapt on the fly, and my. Well, my penultimate note was about the medical care in the US being very different to the NHS. Now, do you remember the scene to which I'm referring to here? Yes, I do remember the with, scene uh, with um, Tucci. Tucci and, one? Uh, yes, one of... Uh, Deb's friends. Deb's old vice. <laughs> yes. Informants? Col- not colleagues, because that's not what I would say. Uh, but yeah, you don't get that kind of service on the NHS. No, that's for you sure. don't. No. No. Not that I'm aware no. of, anyway. Um, and then my final thought, who is watching him? This is where things start to ramp up. I, I just wrote, oh, shit, But this is where it's like, the tension is really building. And I didn't remember this one, this little bit, actually, Andy. So this, this did throw me, because I was thinking, how does he get out of that? So I was really intrigued to see how the next episode um, solved that issue. Now, a couple of, in terms of what's happening in the episode, Tucci's recovering hospital, um, Dexter's investigating the human traffickers, and Dexter has his prom flashback as well. And we briefly see, I don't know whether I should say this, Andy, because it is a, a spoiler, um, but we briefly see the ice truck killer um, but we don't know it's him yet. So, Andy, my comment, my question to you is, did you remember who it was? So when you saw this scene, it was like, you know. I remembered it from first time round, yeah. Um, so I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, here he is, because I, I couldn't quite remember how he was linked in. At the time of watching it first time round, no idea. But But looking back, it's almost obvious, isn't it? Yeah, it's I um, think but but it's just there's just enough mystery and enough distance that it is a shocking twist when you find out later on that it's him. Yeah, definitely. And talking of twist, um as Andy mentioned a two for one, we find out the human traffickers is husband and wife as well. So Dexter was following the husband and got the the kill room set up for the husband, but it turns out it's the wife is involved as well. And the thing that made me laugh was, just as he's about to do the deed, he's getting some relationship counselling as well from the victims because they're even though they're going to die, they're very loved up still. And DJ, he's, uh, he's making the most of them while they're still alive, isn't he? Yes, and my last comment is, in this episode, there were two Dexter kills, the hubby and wife. And this leads us on to episode six, Andy. What's your comments here? Yeah, not a lot of notes taken here. This was another really, really good episode. Um, so Dexter's called to a crime scene, and it's his crime scene. And it's the wife. She's there, but he'd, he'd dispose of the body. So this is like, oh, what is going on here? It's getting really, really stressful to watch at this point. Um, and I'll end with one with one more note because again this is one of those episodes that I was just really engrossed in so I didn't take many notes but uh, that was a close one Jesus Christ <laughs> I love that Andy and the the female tracker so as Andy um, 
mentioned has been left by the ice truck killer. And if I recall, because time was pressing, he didn't manage to chop up the wife, but just the husband. So the wife is um, fully limbed, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct, Andy? Yes, she was very much whole. So we find out that there was a little boy in the boot trunk um, that, that might have seen Dexter. And Dexter's really anxious here and he's watching the um, the interview, the, the artist's impression. Um, Rita X, X is also getting out of prison as well. Um, Dexter, I don't know, he is kind of panicking um, as well. So he dumps his kill weapons, doesn't he? And... Deb also then starts to suspect that there's a copycat killer. But if I recall, I think it's this episode, Dexter tries to um, get her off that scent, doesn't he? He does, yeah. I'm trying to think what he's what he does to to kind of throw her. He verbally, I think he said it like, did he say very cliched or, you know, where she's saying like it should be, well, but essentially he's, She's describing what he looks like. I think it's this episode, and she was. Saying, oh, is this where she's put the um, the profile together? Yeah, I think it's this one. Is it, it's linked to the yeah. So he's um, he's kind of just shoots her down, and she's quite upset by it, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we find out that this sketch artist draws Jesus. Indeed, hence my my earlier witticism. Um, of it being a close one but uh, again technically no new kills in this episode so that, that's the halfway point of the season so let's move on to episode 7 now episode 7 we are reintroduced to Jeremy but more on him a little bit later because also Rita's ex is back on the scene and this is not going to end well for him I just have a feeling. He he features, I think, for the rest of the season, doesn't he, quite heavily. So um, we'll we'll not I'll not spend any more time talking about him. But uh, I mentioned Jeremy's back, the kid from episode three, and I was thinking this is going to be quite interesting. You know how they're going to weave this back into back into things. Um, I also made a note that at this point Dexter is disappointed in the ice truck killer. Um, and I also noted that he's taken a lot more chances. Too many. You know, between what happened in the scrapyard and going in to see Jeremy in the interrogation room, he's, and this again is comedy genius, he's cutting it fine. You like a pun, Andy. There's, um, I'll, say, I'll save my last note, which is a, a quote, until you've gone through your points, because it's kind of the last scene of the episode. So I won't, I won't jump ahead. No, no. So, um, as Andy mentioned, Rita's ex is back on the scene and he, he's called Paul. Um, Deb thinks she's getting closer to the astral killer and they find a dead body under the trailer. And in terms of Andy, I'd just say Dexter's kills were zero in this episode before you just kind of close this episode up nice and neat. Yes, it was. And, and I'm, I took note of another quote because I, I like these these funny things or... In in this case, it was quite telling. So Dexter went in to see the ice truck killer. You know, they've caught him. He's admitted to it. Uh, his name's Perry. Is Perry's his first name or surname? I can't remember, but Perry. 
Um, so Dexter's really keen to meet him. Of course, he's got to go in there for official police business. I think he's got to take a sample or something, hasn't he? But, uh, you know, obviously the Astro Killer's been watching him, so he's going to know who Dexter is, right? So Dexter says hi, to which Perry replies, who the f*** are you? And a big smile comes across Dexter's face because he realises the real killer's still out there, so the game is still on. But uh, I thought that was a really... Just a, a very poignant way of saying, I'm not who you think I am. Yes, because obviously, as the audience, we do not know that he is not the Ashtrook killer until that point. So, very so well done. So, we're moving on to episode 8. I'm just going to kick us off. So, Dexter has his first flashback to a, a bloody scene as a kid as well. And I can't remember if he passes out fully or he just kind of like, just quickly just collapses and then he's back up again. Um, he's making progress with Rita. Um, Maria finds out that the killer has faked his confession as well, and that's that's very well done. And we find out the true identity. Oh, sorry, it's not the true identity yet, but we find out who the ice truck killer is. We don't find out the true identity until later on in the season. No, we we know who he is, but we don't really know who he is yet. Um. But the opening scene, or one of the early scenes, uh, Deb's Deb's got a new boyfriend, and it's the uh, the consultant who well, you know we find out who he is very soon. Um, and I made this note, and I apologise because I'm reading it back. It is quite childish. It's raining, but Deb's getting wet inside the car. <laughs> Andy, I need to put you up here because I think this is like the sequel thing. So in season three, we have gone to an R rating, and our first two seasons were very PG or twelve A at worst. Yeah, I've I've definitely lowered the tone, haven't <laughs> I? In, in, I guess that's what the extra is. You get you get that. Bit you do. Extra. Yes. Maybe it should be XX extra. X. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll maybe charge for that on uh, some sort of OnlyFans type platform. Um, there was a good. A good scene, flashback scene of Dexter and Harry doing, quote, normal father and son stuff. Um, where Dexter's basically practicing his ambush technique, isn't he? And manages to ambush Harry at the fridge. Um, nice little scene there. A couple of things that I would want to make note of throughout this episode. So, so one of the um, characters in this is the shrink who Dexter goes to visit. He's sharing far too much with the shrink. Is is one is one note that I made. He's just you know certain things he doesn't need to be saying out loud. He he's very confident though, isn't he? And by saying that, he has that self assurance. Because I thought I was thinking that, and especially when he finds out that he's um, taping everything, recording everything. I know he gets the. Um, the tape or the CD or whatever it is, but I don't know if they had cloud backup in those days or not. But he, he was very, very open about what he was sharing. Could have very easily been copied or sent out or something. It's yeah. And I don't know the the Harry's code word for word, but I'm pretty sure some of it will be about not getting caught. And that's a surefire way to get caught is by opening your mouth. But one question I did have is why does Dexter do so much dodgy stuff on his work laptop? <laughs> he does. He does. I know. Like, 
IT policies and such, you know, you you can't do those sort of things on your work laptop. Like you just you just wouldn't, and especially if you're trying to get away with murder several times over, you definitely wouldn't be doing stuff like that. But uh, it seems to be a common thing where he, he just uses his work laptop for <laughs> this kind of stuff. And my final note: there's a lot of fucking in this episode. <laughs> um, you know, there's no other way to say it. There just is. Um, but we have another kill to add to Dexter's kill count from this episode. Uh, the shrink, if memory serves correctly, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Um, moving on now, we're on to episode nine. You know, we, we're getting towards the business end now. And Dexter and Dokes just seem to be heading for a showdown. Um, there's a scene uh, where there's basically discrepancies in what Dokes is saying. But as Dexter points out, blood never lies. Um this is this is gonna it's not gonna end well, is it this? And this is one of the episodes that I remember, you know, before rewatching it. And this is one that kind of stood out. I couldn't remember why, but I remembered that beginning with the bridge, you know, and him running, chasing. I remembered that. But I couldn't remember how the the outcome of it and why he did it. Yeah. Um one of the more memorable scenes as well for me. I won't read this note verbatim, but I basically said that Paul, uh, a.k.a. Rita's ex, is not a very nice man, is he? Not a very nice man at all. Um, now, Angel turns out to be a bit of a rat at this point, um, for, uh, for what we've seen earlier in the episode. So this is not going to end well for Angel either, because you don't rat on one of your colleagues if you're a policeman. Um... And then a couple of other points before I let you fill in the gaps. Harry lied to Dexter, but Deb makes it all about her. And my wife was watching this with me, and she commented that Deb is a whiny bitch. And uh, I have to agree, she's she is a whiny bitch. She is, yeah. yeah. I just dislike her. Completely dislike her, Andy. Yeah. Um, and my final point is about Rudy. Rudy is the... Uh, consultant aka deb's boyfriend aka soon to be revealed as the ice truck killer um he's multi-talented isn't he because not only is he a doctor but he's also a cable repairman (laughs) he is he is indeed um so the reason we find out he's a cable repairman is because dexter finds out that his biological dad um has recently died so they've gone up to empty the the contents of the house and um Rudy obviously f- goes with them as well. And there's no Dexter kills in this episode, Andy. So there's a, there's a few episodes where he doesn't have any kills. And moving swiftly on episode 10, Dexter nearly passes out at a crime scene um, involving lots of blood. And we see that Paul is pressing charges against Rita. So switching things around here for Rita, poor Finn. Because she's obviously knocked him out when he tried to um, come on to her in the bedroom. And um, Dexter, then, this this took me by surprise, Andy, because I originally thought this was something he was imagining. Um, but he knocks, Dexter knocks Paul out with the frying pan and then gives him a heroin shot. And it turns out Paul is sent back to jail for breaking his parole. Um, restrictions or obligations 
I, I completely agree about the um, it being all in his head. The way it was filmed as well, they're in the kitchen, aren't they? And Paul's just yelling all, you know, he's, he's in Dexter's face and he's basically just intimidating and just being a right piece of work. And when Dexter hit him with the frying pan, I was just waiting for that next shot where it goes back to the conversation and he's just kind of what is imagining in his head. But it's like, no, it's like, well, okay. Yeah, that. I thought that was really well done, like you just said. Um, the ice truck killer case is reopened as well. And um, Batista, I always think of the wrestler, Andy, um, when we talk about Angel, visits Rudy at the hospital. And then later on, Angel is attacked and stabbed. And then my last comment here, Andy, is Rudy apologies and tells Deb he loves her. So at least someone likes Deb. Yeah, but he's uh, we we know at this point that he's the ice truck killer, don't we? I probably I'm just going through my my paper notes. I think we actually find out in episode eight that it's Rudy, don't we? And I don't think we we made mention of that. I think we just skipped over that. Oh, you did write in your notes. We find out the identity, but yeah, it's Rudy. We we, we already knew that in terms of the podcast we know. I'm confusing matters. But uh, you you get where I'm going at. Um I don't have much to add to to episode ten. Um the collapsing scene, uh Dexter collapsing, blood really messes his head up, doesn't it? The the stabbing, Angel stabbing. I didn't remember that at all. That really took me by surprise that did. Like can just completely put that out of my head. Uh, but again, no new Dexter kills. So for a serial killer, he's not killing all the time, but um, you know, there's still a fair bit of killing going on um, around, so uh, it's not all bad. Uh, so we're now on the penultimate episode, episode eleven. Jay, what, what were your thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm just going to give some quick headlines here, Andy. So, because of what's happening with Angel, Rudy ends up meeting up with the hooker with the prosthetics arm, hand, and he kills her. Unfortunately, so she never made it. Um, and he chops him up. Batista makes it for his surgery. So things are looking on the up there. Um, Maria gets demoted as well. So that is something that I completely forgot about. And the last one I want to say, Andy, is... Um, well, there's two points. Rudy proposes to Deb. But the, my last comment is Dexter starts to put the pieces together. So what was your observations? Really, really good episode this was. Um, random um, question I have here, but was this the first time we heard reference of Dexter's dark passenger? I think he mentions it in one of his sort of inner monologues. I think it is, you know, because when you when you mentioned that, I was thinking, I don't recall that being mentioned. And when Dexter said it, I was thinking... When you know when we, when we watched episode eleven, I, I thought, oh, you know, I'm sure that's not been mentioned before. No, I agree. and I think it's one of those things that I think is synonymous with Dexter. I think it becomes a repeated thing as the series go on. Um, another quote that had me laughing was from Masuka when they found the body parts under the Christmas tree, um, and he says, "Ho ho ho, another dead ho." <laughs> Just uh, very, very silly stuff. Um, my last thing I want to call out is about Asta. 
So one of Rita's kids, she says she misses her dad. Dad obviously back in prison for reasons we've just discussed. But uh, she certainly changed her tune from earlier in the series where she wanted nothing to do with him. Um, but again, we have no new kills, but it's very much high drama right now, isn't it? Because, as you mentioned, Dexter's put the pieces together. Dexter knows who he is. Deb now knows who he is. This is about to go down. Yeah, it 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 love it brilliantly teases and sets it up for the last episode. And uh, there's only a couple of things I want to do here, Andy, um, just to quickly discuss is because there's so much happening in this episode, and everyone knows now that it's Rudy, so the cops know, and the new lieutenant who I can't remember what her name is but she comes in and she takes over the case for maria as well and then we we get there <laughs> i know it seems a bit obvious but rudy does that thing where he, he goes and texts deb out to see activates her phone or does something on the phone just so you know it can ping and then later on you see he's actually transporting her in a, a stolen car as well and i thought that was interesting and Dexter then starts to figure out that Rudy, um, who he is, and has the flashback that reveals Rudy is his real brother. So they're the points that I wanted to pick out, Andy. Is there anything that you wanted to discuss? It's hard to like start talking about this episode without going another three hours. Because there's <laughs> just so much going on. But uh, I thought this whole final episode was set up beautifully. Um I want to. There was one bit where Paul tells Rita, "Dexter is not who you think he is," and I thought that was really good foreshadowing. Of course, Rita doesn't believe him because she's besotted with Dexter. Um, I have I have a question, which is why does Dexter take Rudy or Brian to give him his real name back to his apartment? Because that's an active crime scene. Because that's where they found he's got the freezer on it. So I thought that was really, really risky. Um, but I want to, um, I want to leave you with this, and it's the line I've been waiting for, and it's of Dokes, and it's my lasting memory, and I use this in everyday life all the time, when Dokes sneaks up on Dexter and just says, "Surprise, motherfucker!" <laughs> I I forgot about his, you know, that little phrase. That is, um, but going back to your question, Andy, I agree with you completely. Surely it is an active crime scene. It just seems, I won't say a schoolboy error because he obviously gets away with it. And maybe because he works in the police department, he knows that they've not got any kind of surveillance on there. But it is an active crime scene. It's just, it's just so <laughs> risky. And like you were saying earlier on, in one of the episodes, he's just making more and more, taking more and more risk. Yeah, it certainly seems that way. Um, and there's one more Dexter kill in this episode, of course, and that being Rudy, the ice truck killer, which brings us to an end season one. So that's a bit of a whistle-stop tour. We didn't want to go too in-depth because there's 12 episodes, obviously a lot to go through, but a very, very good season nonetheless now the rating room is all about the ratings this is our small screen rank bank so we're going to have to do what we always do and that's go through some ratings and rankings 
So let's start with the kill count. Obviously, it's the first season, so it's obviously going to be top of the list. But in the 12 episodes of season one, we had seven kills, seven new kills, you know, not counting things like flashbacks or things that are alluded to. Uh, so that gives us 0.58 kills per episode for season one. This season, in the small screen rank bank, we are going to rank the main villains. So we're obviously in season one, so there's only Ice Truck Killer, so he's number one in my list, Andy. Is he number one in your list, Andy? After careful deliberation, I can <laughs> confirm he is currently number one in my list of main villains. Very good. Would you like to give your rank of the, the season as a whole first, Andy? Yeah, so obviously it's ranked top of the list as things stand. This this list will evolve over the coming months. But we have to give a rating out of 10. That's what we do here on the rating room. And my rating is a 9 out of 10. An absolutely fantastic way to start our journey back into Dexter. Hooked from the minute I started watching it um, second time around. You know, I loved it the first time round, but second time round, really, really enjoyed it. Even to the point where, as we've mentioned, I didn't take notes and I was supposed to be doing it for purposes of the podcast. So just got so engrossed in some of the episodes, I thought it was absolutely tremendous. Um, it's going to be difficult to top, I think. That's because it's a really strong opening season. We know we've got more to come. But uh, 9 out of 10, an absolute classic season. What about you, Jay? What's your overall thoughts and rating on Dexter Season 1? I concur, Andy, actually. I I was thinking about this and I thought, I can't give it 10 out of 10. Surely I can't give it 10 out of 10 because I give myself no wiggle room later on. And from memory, I have watched them all before and from memory, I do think the season one is one of the strongest. I gave it 9 out of 10 because as I mentioned earlier and you kind of mentioned, there are no filler episodes and the story kind of takes some twists and turns. And it was really good how they kind of highlighted, exposed who the, the main villain is. But then they kind of teased it. And then you get that sudden twist at the end in terms of who he actually is in terms of his relationship with Dexter. So it's a very strong 9 out of 10. Excellent. Thank you, Jay. So I think that brings us to the end of our first episode of the rating room extra um thank you for listening yeah so you can send us any questions suggestions feedback that you might have via our social media channels or by reaching out at us at the rating room at gmail.com go to the rating room.com for all the information we've got tons of stuff on our website we've got a youtube channel at the rating room and you can find us on all major social media sites by searching for at the rating room and make sure you subscribe to all our channels to stay up to date with the latest news. Yeah, so uh, next week we're going to bring a bit of uh, seasonal cheer to proceedings. So don't be a so don't be a cotton-headed ninny muggins. Um, smiling's my favourite. That doesn't fit. Um, but uh, next week we're going to be going into the Christmas spirit with Elf, starring Will Ferrell. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.